0: Hey, welcome back to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. I'm here with Timothy T-Dog. We've got a lot to talk about this week, especially for the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky makes his return back to the old stadium that he played for. What did you think about
1: that there, T-Dog? It was ugly. It was really, really ugly. The biscuit comes in and frickin' just beats the shit out of the Bears defense. This heralded Bears defense. Are you kidding Grab me? Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. Sports, 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 sports. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring it in your face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smackwagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode
0: of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T. Dog Wiltberger. Well, what do you say? What do you know
1: there, T. Dog? Does the uh, smack wagon have fuel in it? Is it fully fueled? Oh. Is it it ready to roll? It's ready to roll for sure. And we may have to get that out of the way right off the bat. Oh, yeah. But first, we could hopefully there's enough room in there for the entire Bears defense. That's what I'm hoping. They should all climb in that smack wagon and disappear into the night.
0: I need a second game of preseason,
1: though You know what? I don't want to hear it. Don't give me that bullshit.
0: But first, we gotta crack open that ice cold one here. Let me just go ahead and do that.
1: Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh go. wow! Yeah, yeah. Look at this! Look at the suds pouring down on that thing.
0: Yeah. Suds McGee. Have you ever had the big blue van?
1: I don't think so.
0: Well, I have. That's what I cracked open tonight. Nice. The big blue van. It's a, um, I don't know if it's a wheat, but it is a blueberry vanilla lager or of some sort, bear of some sort.
1: That actually sounds fucking disgusting. (laughs)
0: It actually is quite uh tasty, surprisingly. We just taste I him. haven't
1: even seen you take that first sip. Oh yeah, that's good stuff there right there. Yeah. yeah. I saw you freaking cringe there a little bit. <laughs> so, anyways,
0: yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got three games up on the dockets for game two of the preseason. Of course, our beloved Chicago Bears had a play against a stingy Buffalo Bills defense. And then we saw a little bit of uh, Las Vegas Raiders playing against the uh, Chargers. No, not the Chargers. The, no, the Rams. The Rams, excuse me. The Rams. Chargers no. are playing right now, actually, while we're talking. And then, of course, Dallas uh, mixing
1: it up with who'd they play against there, T Dog? Oh, right in their same state. The Houston Texans. The Deshaun Watsonless Houston Texans. Is he going to be out like weeks who the hell knows gotta let the legal system play out I think he's I, I don't know I don't know what his story is to be quite honest with you I didn't even come I didn't even go to that game or watch that game to see whether he was going to be there I went for one reason and one reason only and that was to watch Ben Denucci. Ben Denucci.
0: yeah it was an interesting a,
1: cue the godfather theme you got it Denucci. I, I don't they don't have it, but that would be good and to he get. And was, he was as bad as he could have ever been. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's continuing pre- on his badness. Yes, yeah. I think Danucci's throwing himself right out of a job. Actually, it, I mean, mo- probably is, because the the way things went down down here in Dallas, we can get into that game here real quick and knock it out. I mean, Garrett Gilbert, the biggest thing that's kind of come out of that game is the fact that he was going to be the backup quarterback. and um, But Cooper Rush came in and played a really good game. Uh, threw a couple of touchdowns, looked very comfortable in there, and he's giving Garrett a a run for his money for that number two spot. Um, And then Ben DiNucci comes in and throws two terrible interceptions. You know, granted, you know, he was up, he's up against the, the Cowboys, you know, in years past, very recent, actually. Yeah. We've always commented how great that offensive line is. Dude, they are a mess. I thought. There was nobody worse than the Bears' woes right now from an offensive line perspective, and we'll get into the, those douche canoes here later, but the the Cowboys' offensive line, they are in shambles. They are in a lot of trouble. So these guys were pretty much just under pressure the whole time, all kinds of problems um, with the offensive line. So, you know, granted, there was still some shitty play by DiNucci and, and everything, but their offensive line, they're, they're in some big trouble there.
0: Well, you're right. You uh, we're talking about Ben DiNucci. You know he's 14 and 19 for 120 yards and three picks. Yeah, and two of them are ugly. The one at the end of the game was, yeah. but Cooper Rush, not yeah, bad. Not 10 good. to 12 for 97 and two
1: two touchdowns. Yeah, and Gilbert. I mean, it wasn't all. He, yeah, Gilbert. He played short. He played a just you know short time because he's considered to be the you know number two. But they may actually have a a battle on their hands now for who's actually going to uh backup Dak Prescott. Um either way, if it doesn't matter whether Prescott's back there or any of those three knuckleheads, they got to figure out what they're gonna do on the offensive line. At least the saving grace is the Cowboys do actually look pretty damn good on on defense. Um I know you and I really got deep into the draft and, and some of the big play players that came out of that and that uh um Parsons, that yeah. linebacker the Cowboys yeah, um, have Micah He's going to be good, man. He is really going to be good. He's he's definitely an every-down guy, you know, which is going to, you know, it's going to push guys like Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch to probably pass-only or rather run-only situations because Parson's an every-down guy. He's great in coverage. He's very fast, and he's he's kind of like Roquan, Roquan Smith in that way where he's kind of like a ball hog. Yeah. Um, you know, for them to get, to get him, and, you know, I think that linebacking core is pretty stout. For the for the Cowboys, I think they're the, so the defense, at least, is looking a lot better um, than it has in years past. And, you know, I mean, realistically, yeah, you're playing the Texans. Um, they don't have Watson in there. Um, I don't think Houston actually, if I if I remember reading that correctly, I don't think Houston converted it a single third down in the game. <laughs> well, so, not with the that you just know. shows you how
0: well the deep played. Yeah, and not with the uh, with the quarterbacks that they currently have. I mean, David Mills, Jeff Driscoll, yeah, and Tyrod Taylor is the only name that sounds familiar with me, and he only had he only was in there uh, two for five for ten yards. So, but yeah, you know, Houston
1: really struck It was ugly. I mean, they just couldn't get anything going against this. I mean, it was again the Dallas defense played well, but Houston just looked lost. And you know, we'll get into the the Bears game as well. It, but you see this. At least what I've seen, because I've watched several games this last weekend and then this weekend, and a lot of teams, it just seems like they're kind of just sleepwalking through most of the game, like especially in the first half. Like you see, you know, that first half, and you're just like, you know, these guys just look like they're just going through the motions. Um, You know, the Ravens Panthers game was one of those, that was ugly. Uh, I think the, uh, what was the other one I caught a little bit of, um, well, a little bit of the, uh, uh, what was the one that was earlier today? Um, was it the giants Browns? Was that earlier today? Uh, that I believe that was earlier today. Giants. Browns. Yeah, so that one, that one was, yeah. So, I mean, it was just not, there's just not inspiring <laughs> football being played and it makes you wonder, okay, are these guys just kind of, again, just going through the motions in the first half. Don't want to get hurt, but then you get the guys come in that are fighting for jobs. Yeah. You know these guys are going balls out, and the football gets a little bit better and a little bit more advanced, and um, you know, as far as uh, the speed and guys pushing hard and everything. So I don't know, maybe there's something with that, but you know, the Texans looked like they were sleepwalking pretty much through the entire game. So what do we got? Like
0: two, one more uh, preseason game before we go. One more.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys have one extra game only because they were in the Hall of Fame game, I believe. I think it was the Cowboys in the. Steelers if I'm Steelers, not mistaken. Yeah, so that's correct everybody else only gets 3 games so we've got one more uh preseason game left um which would be yeah next weekend and then the season starts after that
0: well it's hard to gauge obviously as you're saying it's it's really hard to gauge you know how these teams really are truly going to look come day 1 obviously they're not playing as you said the starters are in one or two times maybe we see some starters next week for maybe a period, you know, or a half or or something like that or a quarter. But realistically, obviously as you were saying, they they're keeping these players tr- mostly fresh or healthy cuz it's a long season, 17 week season, and uh, there's going to be a, obviously way more battles that are going to be meaningful than obviously this stuff. But mm-hmm. um when when you're trying to gauge like where you know where this team's going to be Uh, For Dallas goes with the NFC least. Uh, The question is, will they be at the top of their division or not? Um, They have the the. I think they have not unless
1: unless Dak Prescott's in there. I think that's obvious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they need him in there. I mean, we're here sitting here talking about whether Garrett or Cooper Rush is going to be the backup quarterback. If if that happens again, the Cowboys are doomed. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of what they went through last year, and they don't not going to have a guy like Andy Dalton, right? So <laughs> no, because we will, have that. We'll get to that freaking guy, yeah. yeah. But so I mean, like I said, it's you're right, and I, I, that's what I feel like. It you know that's what it feels like here in this game or in these games that I watched. Um, you know, but at least you know there is you know again it's the Cowboys. It's not like I'm always watching these guys, but there were some in- intriguing stories again. But it makes you wonder, is the defense really that good or were the Texans really just that bad? Um, from the eye test, you know the Cowboys defense passed the eye test. They played really well and um, so that's at least a positive form, but they got to work on their offensive line problems.
0: I agree. Um, it's interesting though to watch you know as I shift over to the Raiders uh, the Rams game that how some of these teams are not playing their for second week um preseason they're not playing their starting quarterbacks at all uh Nathan Peterman played for Las Vegas and
1: uh Bryce Perkins played the whole the whole series both yeah of them I was actually. gonna ask you about that because I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch that game but I did watch the highlights of it and you know when I watch towards the end of the the highlights and I'm thinking wait a minute uh Pet- Peterman and um who's the guy from the Rams uh Bryce um, Perkins Perkins I'm like they're still in there what the? And then I went to the stats and looked. I'm like, holy shit, they played the whole game. Yeah, both of them played the whole game. So I didn't, but now I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if you watched it. And they said during the game why those guys weren't playing. But
0: no, unfortunately, I didn't hear any, any reason why they were playing the whole game. Probably because they don't have a a great third string uh, quarterback. They don't have that that beautiful Ben Denucci. That Dallas has, you
1: know, <laughs> they don't want they don't want Ben DiNucci. Nobody does.
0: But the, the scary thing is, you know, not having or not having or playing that third string quarterback, uh, if their second string quarterback got hurt by playing the whole game, um,
1: is it a concern or not? You know, well, but Mariota is the second string quarterback. Why didn't he play? I and mean, I for all, anything, yeah. I for, or anything, no, but.
0: I mean, I don't know. if the, Could it have been COVID-related? I'm not 100% sure if they were on the sidelines or not. Um, but, you know, for a game that had two starting quarterbacks that played the whole game, I mean, a 17-16 is not a terrible game not to watch. I mean, it was probably a game to watch. And, unfortunately, uh, I didn't have the opportunity to watch the whole game as I have other duties going around. But uh, when it I comes to – yeah, duty. But of course, they weren't playing anybody of any importance. Uh, when it comes to receiving core for the, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, um, looking at who's making there, there's nobody out there that surprised me. So these are all guys going for, you know, trying to make the team. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, that's what it looked like when I looked at the even the I I think Peterman led the team in rushing. So he did. That just goes to show you. And um, you know, I think the Rams. It was uh, no, I don't know if Perkins did, but he was close. He was. It was somebody else. He was second. Yeah. Jake Funk. That's Jake, who it was. Yeah, Jake. Jake
0: Funk. Who gives a funk, man? Seriously, who, <laughs> who gives this? a
1: funk? He he played pretty funkin' well because he was number one rusher on the team. Um, he's a rookie. I think he went to Maryland. Yeah. Um, they got him in the late round. So I mean, he's definitely fighting for a job. He's a seventh round draft pick. Yeah. You know. I mean seven Um, carries,
0: fifty six yards. I mean, he played out of his funking mind. So
1: (laughs) Okay, we beat that one dead. So but yeah, that's um I mean the rate that's the only thing that kind of weirded me out when I looked at that was like, what where's regular people? Yeah. (laughs) Where are all the we're all the regular guys? But um, you know, overall, you know, like I said, I think that what at least what I read afterwards about it, it didn't say anything about you know, either Stafford or Derek Carr it did. I it said Mariota was supposed to play, but I know the Rams were really looking to get a good look at Perkins to see if he's that guy that can back up Matthew Stafford. Yeah, um, he it appears he played well. Again, I didn't watch it; I just watched the highlights. I mean, from what I saw, um, you know, he had some. He looked like he was good on the run when he did get pressured and made some play. You know, made some yeah. completions. I mean, twenty six um, of thirty
0: nine for two hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns, yeah. and a pick. Yeah, I mean Raiders. You know, sixteen to twenty four, one hundred seventy two and a touchdown, and two picks. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you only have three, pretty much three preseason games. I mean, you you got to get a look. I mean, that's that's the downfall of ha- of losing one of those preseason games. You just don't have the time to look at the kids you're picking up uh, from draft or walk on or anything. So you, you have to allow that time for them to. Um you know, you got to play them. You got to know yeah. if they're going to be that, you know, you're going to be your 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 second guy or whatever. Um I mean, looking at the stats for receiving for the Raiders, I mean, they had a couple guys that made, you know, a couple catches, nothing nothing big, you know. Alex Ellis caught 4 for 41, and then uh Marcel uh what is it? Aitman had two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, not nothing spectacular, and I don't think you're going to find anything spectacular. And and really, you're you're more you, you want to see these players play in the regular season, anyways. It's, it's very seldom you're going to take this opportunity to play a starting
1: quarterback, unless unless you're the Chicago Bears. Well, before we go there, I will say the one thing I did look for in the Raiders highlights, and you know, afterwards, kind of just reading through stuff, was you know we really beat up Alex Leatherwood. Right when he was drafted, and you know, what were the Raiders thinking when they made that pick? Um, and from what I've learned, I mean, he's actually not been that bad. Um, you know, I did watch a couple of hot plays where they kind of pointed him out and highlighted him in a couple of the run plays because he's a big run blocker, yeah. Right. And so, you know, looks like he actually, you know, he got the he moved some Ram defenders off the line. And you know, I think ultimately they're looking at he's he's hanging in there. You know, they need him to be better than that, but he's one that we're probably going to be commenting a lot on or keeping an eye on throughout the season. Is just, did the Raiders, can they look at everybody out there and say, see, we told you this was the right guy, or is it going to be one of those where we're all going to tell them, we told you so?
0: And that very well could be true, because Raiders are the type of team that usually you're sitting there going, yeah, we told you so. They've made some bad picks. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I really... If most of the starters start next week, even if it's for a half, I would be more keen to watching that game to see how Leatherwood does and a few other players that they picked up um, in in the uh, draft to see if they're you know they're going to make the uh, what is it the fifty three man roster
1: fifty three yep
0: so it's going to be it's it you know more to come everyone more to come Monday morning couch potatoes well,
1: well speaking of starters starting. I'm going to go the opposite with the Bears. Okay. I think Justin Fields should start against the who are we playing the Browns. Who do we play next week? Oh, Browns! We always play the I, we always play the Browns in the preseason. So I'm sure it's the Browns. Yeah. Well, whoever they're playing, we need to see Fields with the starters. We need to field see what that first line offense does with Justin Fields. That's just, that's my take on this because if you, now I don't know if you, were you able to watch any of that game? Yeah, I watched the whole game. Okay. Then you saw what I saw. Yeah. In actuality, it was weird. It's almost like, even though he played, he played okay. Okay. Fields didn't have a, a, you know, knockout and he's not going to every single game. You know, he's not, he's not freaking a god, right? Yeah. He's not there yet. Mm -hmm. No, he's still got things to learn. He's still a rookie. This is a, he's on the big stage. There's, you know, a lot of, fast NFL players out there that are going to, you know, be faster than the kids you were playing in college. Um but, you know, we need to see we already said Dalton's game one starter. Fine. Then let's see how Fields does in against real competition with the starting group. Give them the first two series. You can still bring you're going you can play the starters with Dalton. I mean, you know, it's going to be hard for them because they have to get a good look at they've got to cut down a shit ton of players. Yeah. So I think by this Tuesday they got to get down in like the 80s or something. And then after the you know, in the next week they got to cut down to 53. So it's it's you know, there's going to be a ton of guys fighting for jobs, so it's hard to do that. But I I'm, I'm I don't know, dude. I need to see him with the starters. I know they won't do it, but I think they should. And what would be the reason? Just to, to gauge where he's at? Gauge where he's at against the starting competition with your starting team. And I think the Bears Nagy would probably be afraid to do that because if Fields does come in and play super well with the starters, then he's gonna it's gonna be an unbelievable amount of pressure on the Bears and Andy Dalton and and Nagy in that first you know the moment Dalton because if you think about Andy Dalton the way so they wanted him to get a lot of um, time against uh, with the starters now granted Bill's good defense all right fast defense they're ball hawks. Uh, great coverage team. Yeah, I get it. The one of the problems that has plagued the Bears over the several years is their inability to get separation from the wide receivers and the cornerbacks and the defensive backs, and that was evident in this game as well. You look at those stats for Andy Dalton; they don't look all that bad. When you look, if you were just if you never didn't watch the game, and you looked at that those stats and said, "Oh, well, you know, he was what do you have 140 something yards and." you know, touchdown and a pick or whatever. But what you don't know if you didn't watch the game is half of those yards came on one play, came on the touchdown, and it was an amazing catch in with great coverage. Rodney Adams went up and took that ball out of the air, off the back of the helmet, and kept his feet and was able to score that touchdown. But all that really was was Andy Dalton realizing that the safety was coming down, Mm-hmm. and was cheating, and he had single coverage. He threw it into amazing coverage on that single coverage. I forgot who the defender was, but he had him covered like a blanket. He so did. it was a great play. Take that away, and he was, what, 10 of 16 for 73 yards and an interception. Yeah. That's garbage, dude. That's that's 2020 Mitch Trubisky numbers, which we haven't even freaking mentioned Trubisky. No, <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Is Trubisky that good or is a Bears defense that bad? It's the second of the two. Now, hopefully it's because what I said earlier. That defense was just kind of, you know, sleepwalking or whatever. I mean, we'll get to that. But ultimately, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think field should get should start. He should get a couple series, two or three series with the starters. I I agree with that statement.
0: I also agree with why he won't start or he shouldn't start because you're just going to put coach Nagy and Pace in a position like if they listen if they pull put him in and he has 146 yards on less completions or he drives the team down for a goal for for a score on the first drive of the game you're going to have Fans booing Dalton, <laughs> which, well, they which they did, which they did in You're preseason. That- no, I get it, but you you basically put you put Fields in a position that the fans are going to dictate,
1: and that's hard to that play, ha- dude. That was going to happen the moment they drafted him. That was a given. The fact that they traded up, I know, up and but why give him, them more? Was, why give fans, them? Were, we're,
0: f- fields is your but, fields is your quarterback long term. Okay, so why give more bullets to the fans
1: and to everybody else out there because even the I want to the Rams on week one. That's why. And you know what? If 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 our if, 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 defense plays, if Dalton is your starting quarterback, then why even play him? there's no reason to play him in the preseason. If he's starting and he's going to be playing with the starters, you don't need to put him in there. He's not. He's not out to prove anything. That's what. Surprises
0: me when we're looking at all these other teams and you don't see the starting quarterback
1: playing in week two. Um yeah, and, and I don't think he should play in week three. And actually we play Tennessee. So another good defense. And I want to see Justin Fields thrown to Jimmy Graham and Darnell Mooney if these guys play. I don't know about Allen Robinson. I don't know what his deal is, but if he yeah. gets out there, if these guys are playing, put Fields in there. Let's see what he can do against the Titans. Dalton's your starter, fine. You made that bed. You're going to go with that. That's fine. And I'll accept that. You're the coach. You're going to have Dalton start fine. Then there's no reason to have him play against the Titans. There's not. We want to see.
0: So we should. Fields against first
1: team defense with first team offense so that we know should Dalton lay an egg or get hurt, then we know Fields is ready. Yeah. That's my take on it. I just don't. You know, no, he we play. heard. Your,
0: yes, we heard your take. I get it, and you were asking me though. See, that's the that's the beauty yeah, of this. But, podcast. I asked it because I
1: was hoping you were going to go
0: against me, and you're, what you are saying doesn't make any sense. I am going against you. I'm going against. You want to start him. I'm saying don't sit him. Bring him out for the third. You know, the the second half. Continue on. You're not going to start Fields day one. You would like that to happen. And Dalton does suck a big bag of you know what. Uh he's
1: He has thus far.
0: He has thus far, and he's been with the starting team, but he hasn't had Mooney and he hasn't had Robinson, he hasn't had key players.
1: The offensive line is, is is garbage.
0: And our offensive line, uh that kid we drafted is still he's hurt.
1: He's hurt. Peter we just we just signed Peters, who I think is seventy four years old or something like that.
0: Correct. So At least seventy one, that's, be... that's his number.
1: <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, I just to me it's almost another reason that Fields needs to be in there because Dalton actually had two times where he was like, Oh, I'm gonna kinda tuck it and scramble. And he couldn't it looked like he he had smet shoes on. He looked like he couldn't run out of sight in a in a week. Yeah, he couldn't run. He's out there, but yeah.
0: he can he can he can't run, but he can he can still move. Well, he hasn't showed me anything that's getting me any, you well, know, he, I said. Did he show it to Fields you at Dallas last six. year? Yeah, I know. Did he show it to you in Dallas last year, Dalton, at all? No. Okay. <laughs> so why would we think, and remember, this is a team that's relying, and this is why I feel like they're relying on saving their job. And that's why I feel like if they just if they go with Fields or if they can show that Fields is actually outperforming Dalton initially, I just feel like are they putting him in for their job or are they putting them in because he's the best quarterback
1: on the field? Or they think he's the best quarterback on the field. Well, that's why you don't promise guys something that you know can be Changed or dictated by something else. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I just guaranteeing him the start. Is that because he said, I'm not going to sign with you unless I'm starting game, you know, game one? I would have said, look, if you come in and per, I'll perform Nick Foles, which you most certainly should, yes, you're our starter and we'll give you the benefit of the, you know, we'll give you a lead over him, we'll give you a a, a five second head start. Yeah. But if we somehow land the best quarterback in the draft and I'm not saying Fields is, but I'm just saying theoretically if the Jaguars had, you know, a momentary freaking memory or a, a insanity and they're like, "Ah, we're going to trade Trevor Lawrence first overall pick and they they trade him to the Bears." Dalton, suck a bag of dicks, you're not playing. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because Lawrence is Lawrence is is going to be, you know, bet, really good, but you don't know that shit. That's the problem. That's why you don't make these kind of promises. And that's why it's going to be, even with what you said earlier, it's absolutely going to be a shit show with the fans anyway because they know what they want. They'd much rather, if we're going to suck, they'd much rather have fields out there possibly once in a while running a 58-yard touchdown run and you know dazzling us on the field versus you yeah. know Dalton. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I, I, I so, hear what you're I saying. Know. And the other problem was is when we hired yeah. Dalton – Keep in mind, we spent $10 million on this guy oh, yeah. for one year. Oh, yeah. We didn't, I, we didn't I... know what we were going to get in the draft. We didn't know if Fields was going to drop to us. We had no idea if we could even move up, possibly. like right. the, the stars aligned for potentially a, a future quarterback, franchise quarterback. You couldn't have known that when they were signing Dalton. And at the same time, you couldn't have, you can't just rest all your
1: chips on Dalton as to keep your job either like if that's why I would have told him I would have said screw you dude we're giving you 10 million dollars no other team out there was going to give Andy Dalton 10 million dollars yeah no other team
0: okay you want to come here
1: for 10 million dollars and probably start more than likely we'll give you an 80 percent chance unless something amazing happens in the draft you're going to start for this football team or you can get two and a half million dollars to back up somebody somewhere else. What do you want to do? Because you're not starting anywhere. Yeah. So that's what I just. So that's you know again. That's my two. Now sons.
0: it would be it would make sense for them to start uh, Fields and play maybe a, a two three series and get them out and then put in Foles. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that.
1: I want to see Fields with the first team offense against first team defense of the Titans. Because who knows how long they're going to play? That's why I want to see Fields start. You want to take him out after a couple of series, maybe three, depending how things go. Fine, put Dalton in, and then maybe put Fields back in there later. I'm fine with that. But give him an opportunity to see the you know the number one defense of the Titans, um, you know the starters.
0: Yeah,
1: and then go from there. I mean, that's just that's just my my take on this because you look at what Dalton did. And then you compare it to what happened on the other side of the ball. Mitch Trubisky comes in here, and of course, Ron, as you watch the game, you could see he was very Trubisky esque, right? Yeah, yeah. Love no it. second or third reads. Literally, first read, throw the ball. First read, throw the ball. First read, throw the ball. Correct. That's what he was doing. That's what he did for us. Very safe, but the Bears couldn't stop it. They couldn't tackle. It's like I told you earlier. It's like they were sleepwalking out. Oh there. my God, that Gibson guy!
0: Did the you see that play? Was brutal. Then, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So there was like a, it was like a um I don't know, uh what do you call it a flank pass of some sort, and you can see our defense sliding over, and like oh yeah mm-hmm. they got this guy. There's two bears, man. Like they're they're eyeing him,
1: <laughs> and they're like, are you oh. talking
0: about the touchdown?
1: Yes, two that bears. Was a pitch, yeah. yeah that the was pitch. a pitch out and. You know, realistically, I think Quinn, it was to Singletary. It was that's uh, who was
0: running it in. Well,
1: Quinn was doing his job correctly. I mean, he's the outside guy. He was put, forcing him inside, where's where you're supposed to get help. Don't let him run to the sideline and turn the corner on you because you're a freaking defensive end. So Quinn actually did what he was supposed to do. Problem is, none of the other Bears did. <laughs> so I, I mean, they were just. So I, it's just. I don't know. To me, the, the starting offense looked, and damn it for freaking, what's his name, uh, Jackson changing his number. I was like, I, was I hate like, oh, that. I, Eddie I wanted playing. to bring that up in this <laughs> podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I go, why the hell isn't Eddie Jackson playing? God bless it. And then, you know, a couple plays later, oh, nice tackle by Eddie Jackson. I'm like, what? That number, was number four. Who number play? four,
0: yeah. <laughs> so this year the new rule was I think they got yeah. rid of like all the numbers that are equates to offense, defense, whatever. So now you're like, just like, uh, just like fields wearing number one. I don't know if number one was an option for a quarterback. I yeah. guess, yeah, I guess it could have been I think
1: quarterbacks. Can wear number, yeah.
0: But number four is usually a quarterback number two. So it's really weird to see those lower numbers on defensive side. And that's yeah. just me. And I don't know what the significance behind it is. Um, but with all these years, it just feel like who's this number four dude, right?
1: It did. It did throw me off. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you,
0: but you're absolutely right. Uh, talking about Mitch Trubisky, he is uh one of those guys. He was a, you're, he saw the one pass the difference though. Also, if you're going to throw in our defense, I mean, the difference for Mitch though, is he had guys that can catch the ball and they were doing those plays specifically for him. Um, I feel like he didn't, It's just they didn't make the plays that were going to give you more dividends for, you know, more yards. Um, And Mitch, you know, burned us up. uh, 20 of 28 for 221 yards and a touchdown. (laughs)
1: That's in one half. One one half half of football. Yeah, I mean, they were efficient. They converted on third downs. I mean, it was just and it was that ugly. McKenzie
0: player and that Hollister man; those guys were looking great. I mean, yeah, uh, McKenzie was seven of eight total targets, caught seven of them uh, for seventy-two yards. Hollister looked great out there, three receptions for fifty-three yards, caught all. I mean, they weren't dropping the passes not that often. So it was it was very frustrating because when I finally I I got I caught the back end of the game. Uh, after my son's hockey game, and I'm like forty-one to six or something, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Yeah, and uh, really you're absolutely idea. right. You know, you're absolutely right. When we're talking about the the quarterback Andy Dalton, one play—I mean, it was a great catch, just great catch.
1: It was a great catch,
0: and um, it was Rodney Adams,
1: and mm-hmm. this kid needs to be looked at. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm with you. He is quietly, well, not even quietly. I mean, he's loudly having a very good preseason first couple of games.
0: Now, granted, he was uh, he was targeted six times. He caught three, but three for eighty nine and a touchdown. And Jesse James, I I don't know. Are we are we going to keep him
1: at all? I don't know. He's another tight
0: end that's doing okay.
1: Probably, I would. Yeah, I think obviously Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. I think we're going to have a third. Um, you know, we would have a third tight end. And Jesse James certainly seems to be a popular um target for uh Justin Fields, right? He really likes him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, he's certainly playing he's playing well enough that he needs to have a look. I mean, that's what you want. You want guys to to really play well and give you – make it hard, right? Don't yeah. make it easy to get rid of guys. Make it really hard. Yeah. And a lot of times, Ron, a lot of, that happens on the special teams, right? The special teams are there for some of these guys that are on the bubble to come out there especially make some be, plays. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Right.
1: Well, dude, I don't know if Miami and the Bills have some of the best special teams – in football. I've never I haven't looked to see what the how good their special teams are. They're yeah. either really, really good or we suck. I mean, we can't stop anybody. I mean these guys are returning, you know, punts for twenty yards and kicks for thirty yards and all that. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, where's, where's 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 what's his name when you need him? Who was our special teams coach that everybody wanted to make a head coach? Who was that guy? See? I can't re- I can't remember his name name now. Bill something. I don't freaking remember but you know he was he was like the a master special teams guy. Yeah, because because we suck. Other than O'Donnell, O'Donnell's freaking kicking lights out. But, but yeah, we've had we, him for years, yeah. right?
0: That, he's a starter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the, the, the we well, can't
1: tackle for shit on special teams. We, it's, yeah, it's not looking good.
0: There was one tackle, dude. He wrapped him up, or he want, he grabbed him and then he pushes him. And the guy's still stay. I'm like, dude, what are you, <laughs> what are you yeah. thinking? See, that's the kind of stuff that makes. That makes cutting very easy to do when it comes yeah. to plays like that,
1: right? Yeah, and if you're not going to put that effort in there, and the Bears, I mean, would you? What would? What's your take on Khalil Herbert? I, you know, is when you, looking at the rookies, I think Herbert actually definitely has. He's going to be that rotational guy. I think he told uh, we were talking about that a little bit last week. This is a guy that's going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, spell uh, Montgomery. Um, obviously, we have no idea what we got with Tari- Tariq Cohen. You got Williams, who's going to be your your um, your big play guy, right? Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be a great compliment there, right? You know, we've talked about Fields. The uh, uh, what's his name? The the guard is injured, but what about Tonga? Remember that was the oh, guy that I actually yes. had us drafting yes. when we when we when I did my dra- dra- mock draft. I had us picking him, and they actually did pick him. Granted, I think they took him after I said they were going to take him, but whatever. Um, he is playing well, man. He He, is definitely—he's a big kid. He's—he's in—he takes up a lot of space in there. He takes up double teams in the middle of that. And I don't know if I don't remember which play it was, but he drove that left guard or the right guard all the way back into um in the backfield. uh, Yeah, in right into Trubisky's face. Or I don't remember. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I was like holy shit, who's, oh, that's Tonga.
0: Yeah. No, he did so, that a few times, actually, uh, on the goal line stance he did. He also yeah. drove back some players. They scored, but they, he, you know, just his. J- yeah, that, yep, that was the other one. Yep. You can only imagine if you had your starting, you know, O-line, or not O-line, defensive line D-line. Um, yeah. in there, Tonga's going to be a nice fit. For a what does he replace Hicks? Who does he replace? Or who well, yeah, would-
1: he's going to be in the interior of that line, and you know Hicks is he's a little long in the tooth, right? He's yeah. getting up there. I mean, he's still your big guy in the middle, um, but he's going to be he'll rotate. You want you want guys that can rotate in there, fresh legs come in there and do what Tonga was, excuse me, do what Tonga was doing. I mean, he was blowing up the the, the offensive line. That was the kind of one positives that we had out of that. Um, it was interesting. I didn't realize. Um, I heard it on the broadcast when I was watching it mm-hmm. that he's one of the older rookies because he did, he's, uh, did one of those Mormon what missions call yeah, for BYU or, missions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had a couple years that he was gone. And so he's like 24, 25 years he's old. 25, he's like an yeah. older rookie yeah. compared to the other ones. So I, I didn't, I had no idea. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that that was the case, but, but so you, rock and roll. So, you know, what's did McMahon, filled up? Did, we, did McMahon do one of those? Didn't he go to BYU? Yeah, he did. BYU. (laughs) And you know what's filled up? Yeah, the smack wagon. And Tonga's driving. Tonga's driving the smack wagon. Wow. (laughs) He's he's running over the the Bills' offensive line. He needs a little extra weight in there. So we're going to put the Bears' special teams in the back of that smack wagon. Um, And we do have to put one more person in the back of the smack wagon because I got a text from one of our Couch Potato listeners when we used the smack wagon last week on somebody other than the person who deserved it. And that was me after the shitty golf that I played <laughs> with Steve, that I needed the smack wagon. He said he could not believe that we did not have the smack wagon run my ass over. So let's have it run over the Chicago bear special teams and also run over the old T dog. There we go, Steve, you got your wish. There you go.
0: So Chicago stunk it up at home against the Buffalo Mm -hmm. Bills. I agree. Um, If they do play fields next week, I mean, it will be an interesting thing to see. But I I would not be upset if they didn't, if they actually shut him down or played him uh, the whole second half. Um, Just because, like I said, I don't know if you want to – yeah, you want to see if he's going to be able to for, like, week one, I guess. He's just not going to play week one, dude. There's just no way. Unless unless Dalton played like he did today, you know, yesterday, which was pretty. I mean, it, here's the thing that pisses me off about the Bears, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but this is what this is the shit that makes me
1: mad. Is this that, is what grinds your gears? Yeah,
0: it's like every three and out, which is a lot of the times. Nobody's fucking pissed. Like, nobody's on the sidelines. Just, yeah, you know, everyone's just, just, sit back down. Let's get the pre well, preseason. Get, I don't give a shit. It, regular season last year, even with Mitch, just sit down. Look at the pad. Never, like, get in your face. I just, like, Fields, I think, would be, like, pissed, right? I, you could just see it in his face. I mean, think about this. He got blasted. In the it was it the third quarter, knocked his mouthpiece out, knocked his head, and his headband off, his do rag off, his head, his helmet, everything got flown off of his head. The kid gets up, even the even the broadcasters are like, I can't believe that they're even keeping him in this game. <laughs> Look, and I'm thinking, <laughs> me too. Like he just got his shit rocked, right? But you see him on the sideline talking to the to the players, the offensive line, whatever. You you see that, and that's what I like to see. It's like ever since um, Cutler has been in there, they're just like, oh, you know, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, and I'll just sit in the corner and, and just mind my own P's and Q's, and why don't I just look at that playbook and that video, Give, hand, me, hand me the iPad. I need the iPad right now because it's very important to me to look at what, what I just didn't do which is he's nothing
1: angry birds. That's probably all he's doing playing a little angry birds. He doesn't care.
0: Absolutely. He probably is. Hey, Hey, I got to You know, maybe he's playing a little COD. So what, that's what aggravates me the most about the bears is that I don't see that fire in them. I don't see, you know, that that's, what's different. Let's say with an Aaron Rodgers. you know, there's total, there's that fire within him that, you know, he's pissed. He's vocal. Like we so need that. As a leader on the team, defensively, offensively, whatever. I'm just sick and tired of the same, eh, let's just jog off, you know, and not be all pissy about how you've been playing because you've been playing pretty shitty. Um, those are the things that I struggle with as as being a Bears fan for many, many, many years. And then the other things that we struggle is like, if we are really good on offense, we're really shitty on defense. If we're really good on defense... We're really bad on offense. Like we can't seem to get the two to connect simultaneously. You know, to go five and one uh, was that last year that we were five and one, <laughs> and then to just lose six in a row,
1: it's pathetic. No, it was two thousand nineteen, I think. Whatever, yeah, it was it. horrible.
0: And we're just backdooring into, you know, well, in, yeah, into these playoff games. You know, these backdooring literally. it was last year. Yeah, backdooring into these playoff games. So, you know, it, this is going to be interesting uh, this year. We've got one more preseason game for the Bears, the, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to do an in-depth analysis, obviously, next week on our podcast, specifically talking about those three teams. And obviously, if anybody wants us to add any other teams to this podcast, all they have to do is speak up, man. Just hit us up at info at But at the at the end of the day though, you know, we're still gonna be diehard fans. And we may even become diehard I wouldn't say diehard fans for the other two teams were were living in their cities, but maybe appreciate (laughs) them a little bit better, especially if they're over you know, coming over difficulties. I mean you have to understand the Raiders the Raiders (laughs) have Kansas City as you know at the top of the list. Like they're looking up. And Dallas has that that's wide open. Like that's wide open. There's there's nobody looking up to anybody in, in that uh um the East Division. That
1: Prescott is the wild card.
0: He's absolutely yeah, the wild he, card. He's
1: the wild card. Whatever happens with him is what's gonna drive that division. We're probably gonna see the whole, you know, bucket of garbage again. I mean Washington's defense, really, 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 really good. So, you know, you you can Washington's probably gonna surprise a few and they're gonna be in games, right? Um but yeah, Dallas definitely is everything rests on Dak Prescott. Talk about pressure. Right? Oh yeah.
0: Big pressure. Not just
1: him. I mean the team. The team in general. I mean, it's just a lot of pressure.
0: And you know, and and that's what happens. When people come under pressure, they either they're either gonna perform or they're gonna fail. And I know the T Dog was under pressure playing golf with Steve last, you know, I think it was last week. Yeah. Two and, weeks ago. It was a lot he, of pressure. He didn't perform. Um, I did not perform. I underperformed. I, and what's funny is I spoke that's, to that's actually I spoke to the T-Dog's wife last week, too. She she says the same thing in bed. Just a so lot of
1: know. underperforming going on. A lot of yeah.
0: underperforming. So yeah. usually when you're underperforming in one area in life, you're probably underperforming in others. Just saying there, T-Dog.
1: That's probably true. I mean, it's not like you play a shitty round of golf and then you come home and, you know, screw like a rock star, right?
0: No rock stars for you, sir. <laughs> no. But uh, just real quickly for MLB, I know we're starting to wrap up the, the season. It, it is getting close to uh, postseason. I think, what, a couple more months uh, we'll be hitting postseason times. But the uh, White Sox no, still.
1: No, 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 not a couple more months. In end will start. September.
0: Yeah. At least one more, and then we'll start this it's postseason like in October, right? White Sox are still leading division uh, with 72 and 53, eight games up. Tampa Bay, man. That was actually a pretty interesting game. So the White Sox had a three-game series, and they won one of the three. But keep in mind, everybody, when we're talking about the White Sox, they haven't had their full roster, their full team yet this year. Somebody's been hurt, injured on the IR or whatever. I mean, you can only imagine, and they're seventy two and fifty three right now. You can only imagine once these key players come back, where they where they can go or where they could have been if they were all just relatively healthy. There's been a lot of injuries. And I was I was looking though about the Cubs, because I know how much you enjoy the Cubs. They actually won a game recently, about three games. They won game. two games.
1: Oh, they, they won, won two games. Okay. Yeah. Then they went back and lost three in a row. So they're like two and what, 14 and I'm like, 16. And the- I'm, right now it's it's draft watch. Cubs right now I think have the number six overall pick in the draft next year. Um, Let's shoot for number one, baby. If you're going to shoot for something, shoot for number one in the draft.
0: You, you have to. And I, I mean, honestly, if, and if you really think trading away everyone on your team to hopefully get them back in the offseason, I mean, that would be stupid too. I mean, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I don't even know why you would do such a thing. I mean, I'm not a manager, but I wouldn't do that shit. I mean, it's all about the money. I get it, but but still. And then uh, San Francisco, Milwaukee, and Atlanta are leading their divisions, respectively, which is nice. And Houston is leading Sox and Tampa Bay. So we will be chit-chatting about uh, Major League Baseball as as the season heats up and ends i
1: cool. actually only have one thing to say today about baseball yeah congratulations to miguel cabrera he joined the 500 club i think today or yesterday very so nice. miggy is now part of the 500 club and probably one of the uh most popular players very a uh, players player right i mean a lot of the a lot of the players really uh, real high on on uh, miggy and um, he did his 500th home run. You know, spe- club. yeah,
0: no, that's that's great. And speaking of 500 home run, because you said it, let's um, let's put in a little sound clip here.
1: The one one deep fly ball right center field. He's that's waiting. got carry. It's gone. Number 500 and history for Miguel Cabrera. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got nothing. I know you got nothing. I was just playing it. I can hear it and so can the rest of the thing. But Miggy oh. hits his five 500th home run. 28th in exclusive club. You didn't tell me that. That's okay. You were just chit-chatting away. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy's been mm-hmm. around forever, dude. I mean, oh, shit. Yeah. I remember Cabrera when he was playing uh, with Florida against <laughs> the Cubbies. Yep. That was... Now, that. looking back at that, those Florida teams that won the, the world championships, those were stacked. They had tons of players, dude. Stack, stack, stack.
1: 2003? That was not a fun year. Why are we talking about that? <laughs> well, Miggy, Miggy, was the, <laughs> Miggy, was on that. Miggy was on that. Was on that team.
0: You know that. Come on, baby. Did you say time to go to a commercial? You're funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he played for Florida for the first four or five years, and then uh, signed that big deal with Detroit. So, I'd like to thank our monster Company. The U.S. Postal Service. When you want something expensive thrown on your porch and stolen, you want the U.S. Postal Service. As a
0: matter of fact, I want to give a little shout-out to the U.S. Postal Service. I had a gift. Actually, this hat. You Obviously, the listeners can't see it, but it's a Bear's sideline hat. And they had said they had put it in the lockbox two days ago, and the key was not in my mailbox. And uh, they corrected that error today, or yesterday, really. And uh, nice. I got my hat, so I want to give a shout-out.
1: Anything else you want I to... Will- yeah. The only thing I will say about Cabrera, I know we're talking, you know, kind of joking around or whatever, but ultimately he's going to go down as one of the. You think about his 500 home runs. The one thing I did notice when I, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks back I looked when he was getting close, and he does it's not like he's hitting a ton of home runs. Um, but you go back the last time he had a a monster home run season was 2016 when he hit 38 home runs. Yeah. Since since then. He has, I mean, he's hit 38 home runs in the last four seasons. So imagine where he would have been if he could have just kept some of that power and he's dealt with some injuries. Yeah. Right. I know that he missed a lot of time in 2018. You know, he's had some injuries here and there. And you're going to when you get up in, you know, your late 30s and you're out there playing professionally. Uh, But 500 home runs and he pretty much hit the same amount of home runs over the last, um, Four seasons that he hit in the last you know big season they had, which was sixteen. So he hasn't it's it's just shows how many home runs he was whacking earlier sure. in his career. Or so.
0: potentially on pace to get you know to five. Exactly, sooner. you know,
1: get up to the six hundred range or whatever. Oh, that's so what congrats. That, that's congrats what happens when you
0: modify the juice. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks All right, rock and roll. It's been fun, brother. Yeah. That's loud. T-Dog thinks it's too loud. You've been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes Podcast. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are, the Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general information purposes only. Hey, just to let you guys know, we are doing a fantasy football league this year, and it's called Monday Morning Couch Potatoes Podcast. Also, we're doing Pick'em Against the Spread. The group name is called Monday Morning Couch Potatoes Podcast. Find us. It's a public group. Get in and battle against the best sports reporters. In history. That will be the old LV and the T-Dog. Anything else to add there, T-Dog? Say hello to my little friend. Oh, as the music dies off.